When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Heat Chef Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? Um, trying to get through the tropical storm. How are you, David? It's pretty good. It's pretty rainy. Um, yeah. I think I just saw we are uh, no longer under a tropical storm. Uh, I saw that. Warning or watch in Miami-Dade County, which is nice. Um, just a wind advisory now. Just a wind advisory. That's yeah, nice. it's, it's not too bad. Um. I'm wondering if uh, this will be old news by the time uh, people listen to this. I'm, I'm wondering how, how tough it's going to be for the Hornets to get into town tonight because uh, they yeah. play a late night, a, a night game. So they got to fly in pretty late at night. We'll see if it's flown through. I was at the Panthers arena this morning and the Carolina Hurricanes made it safely uh, just in time for the hurricane, I guess. They, um, but the Hurricanes play tomorrow night as well somewhere else? or They, they play also? back in Carolina tomorrow, I'm pretty sure, Carolina. So I just wonder if they'll be able to make it back. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Or if they fly tomorrow. And they actually, they play Edmonton, who right now is in Tampa. So I know Tampa's not going to get really hit with it too yeah. badly, it seems like. But still, um, it's November 9th, and we're talking about, the, talking about Hurricanes, which I can't believe. Um, yeah, but, I don't remember. This is pretty unprecedented, at least from what I've experienced in my life. I've experienced many hurricanes, but not in November <laughs> before. Yeah, the good news is it doesn't look like it's going to be too bad. So, no, at least uh, for us. As, as we said, us. it's going to be all old news by the time. Sure. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that, that's a good way to put off the topic that we should be talking about, um, but I know people don't want to, or maybe some people do want to be talking about it, is what is wrong with the Miami Heat um, who lose a, a brutal game on... Um, Monday night to the Blazers, get a few days to regroup off of that. Um, obviously, the whole NBA took election day off. Um, oh, the Heat did not practice today as they initially planned to. Was that hurricane related, do you know, or was it? Yeah, um, it was weather related. Weather related, like, okay. Yeah. So, missing out on a couple of days of practice there after a tough loss. Obviously, we, we talked about it last week, just how tough it can be to get practice days in. Um, but let, let's just start with the big question what what the heck is wrong with this team yeah i mean we've talked you know we've gone through this for the last few weeks david about kind of if we're worried if we're not worried what the panic meter should be at and i've been pretty positive like i feel like i've always yeah. felt like it's team with financiers and i still feel like they're not as bad as their current record at four and seven and i'm not panicking i'm not saying it's time to panic but i am concerned um you know, it's been 11 games, not a huge sample, but still 11 games. You're already one and eighth through the season, pretty much. Yeah. Um, there have been some injuries. Jimmy missed two games. Tyler missed one game. Caleb missed one because of a suspension. So the starting lineup has played, like, I don't know, it's probably seven of the 11 games together. Um, Victor hasn't played yet. Your seven hasn't played yet. But there are issues on pretty much everywhere, it feels like. I yeah. Think, like, last year, I come back to this always. Like, last year, we knew the Heat's formula. 
right? They had a top five defense that was pretty consistent throughout the entire season. Their offense was up and down, but for the most part, it was in the top 10, actually, for like the first half yeah. of the year. It was really just, um, like we said, that late season lull kind of not. Yeah. I think they still finished maybe like 11th in the offense, even after that lull. Um, but the recipe has always been like with this group, finish top, top five, top 10 in defense for sure. If you want to be a really like a true contender, top five in defense, and then just have like a, an average to a little bit above average offense, and you're going to be in good shape. This year so far, I mean, the offense has not been good, obviously. Um, 21st in offensive rating. And then defense, what needs to be a top 10 defense for this team to really have success is 17th so far this year. So they've taken a step back on offense. They've taken a big step back on defense. Um, I don't, like, when, I, when, some, when you ask the question, what do they do well, I... Play zone defense, I guess. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> they they force a lot of turnovers, right? I mean, they do that pretty well. Um, but so far, there really hasn't been too much that they've done done like that you would point to as like, oh, that's a strength, right? right? That's the identity of this team. Um, even three point shooting, they were the top in the NBA last year, and they're definitely in the bottom half of the, bottom half of the league. They might be in the bottom ten teams in the league so far in efficiency. And yeah, you could say it's going to correct itself over time, but I'm a little bit concerned because it's been like the same issues pretty much the first three weeks of the season. Right. And yeah, I think those are the two things. One, they just like, you know, they've had all these things. I think we, you know, the first week of the season, we're like, oh, this isn't going to happen all year. This isn't going to happen all year. And and that's persisted. And then just the fact that there's so many of them, like it doesn't, um, uh, at a certain point you are who you are. And, and that point is not 11 games into the season, but uh, you should have a much better idea of who you are 11 games into the season than you do on night one or night two. Uh, and we're, we're getting a, a pretty clear picture of this team so far that, um, you know, they're, they don't feel as deep as they were last year, right? Where it just felt like they never kind of had bad stretches, which, you know, I, I know it's like we're looking back with rose-colored glasses, obviously. But, um, you know, felt like they never really had bad stretches, Um it felt like, you know, obviously they were missing guys for a long time and still pulling out wins that, that was all about the depth. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the fact – I think the defense, like you said, is – that has to be great unless the offense is going to be better than it was last year, and right now it's not there. So, it's, I mean, it's kind of, like, simple as that. But, yeah, um, well, like, obviously they, they know that this isn't working right now. Um, do you think they're content to kind of just, like, keep hammering it until it works and trusting that they, the personnel and the system, and, you know, they were really good last year. They can't possibly have fallen off this badly in one year just by losing PJ Tucker, or could there be some more drastic changes at some point in the near future here? I think they have, they're confident they're better than the record, right? Uh, now, yeah. if we put them on like truth serum and ask them, are you, do you believe you're a title contender? Obviously, publicly, they're going to say yes, but you have to wonder if they're thinking, are we good enough to compete with the elite teams with this roster, you know? And last year it was, right? I mean, this is pretty much the same roster. That's what I always go back to, of like, how could this be? Like, how could you have a drop-off? But we've seen it before, where you bring back pretty much the same right. group, and it's not the same. Like, things change. Players are in different situations, different players on contract years, or different injuries. P.J. Tucker was important, right? He mm -hmm. wasn't the guy who averaged 20 points a game, but defensively, 
he was important. I think you're seeing. I think that's partly to blame for kind of their step back on that end of the end of the court. Um, but also like things are different. Tyler Hero is starting now. The bench is not the same. That's had a domino effect on the rest of the rotation. They had the top scoring bench in the league last year. Almost all of that was Tyler Hero, but and this year they're one of the uh, lowest scoring benches in the NBA. Like it's just a different looking team. Right. And Tyler's trying to adapt to the starting lineup. I talked with him in Indianapolis about that. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find the right balance of like, I'm a natural scorer, but I'm trying to not take all the usage away from Jimmy and Bam because I know I can't do that. And it's just in a big adjustment. But this is what he wanted. He wanted to start. And honestly, like the starting lineup has been pretty good. Yeah. They, like there have been like it hasn't it's looked a little bit wonky at times just because like. The fit isn't great, uh, at least to start the year, but they've been a positive. It's been the bench lineups that really have been really inconsistent and bad at times. That That's kind of why the Heat has lost some of these games. But the starting lineup, when they played together, it's pretty much been one of their best lineups. Um, so I don't think the starting lineup is to blame, but I do think the changes to the starting lineup of putting Caleb and Tyler in that group has had an effect on the rest of the rotation. And that's something that he is still trying to figure out, especially with Oladipo, who was supposed to be a big right. part that, of that rotation, I mean, not available. It's, it's like you can – I know it's just Victor Oladipo, right? He's just a role player. But if we're going to act like losing P.J. Tucker is a big deal and crippling for this team, then we can also act like not having Victor Oladipo is a big deal and crippling for this team in the same way. I, I've Obviously – P.J. Tucker was a starter last year, but in the grand scheme of things, like P.J. Tucker and, and Victor Oladipo are comparable level players at this point in their career. And I, honestly, maybe Victor, Victor Oladipo might even be better than, than P.J. Tucker at this point. I mean, it's not like not like Philly is like thriving with P.J. Tucker there um, as part of their rotation. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're certainly feeling a little bit the, you know, the power forward thing was under such a big spotlight all, all offseason. And like you said, it hasn't, um, you know, Caleb has been a really good insertion into the starting lineup. Like, I don't think we're feeling the pain there, um, but it's just every it's time you're, you're kicking it's those death. guys up yeah. the spot. And yeah. I think the Heat, like, there was the possibility that a Haywood Highsmith or a, whoever it might be was going to ascend. And, and those guys that the Heat has kind of lived on, right, like finding a guy like that out of nowhere – that has been kind of the story of the last three years and how this team that theoretically based on the way they built their roster and the draft picks, like there's no way this team should be one of the deepest teams in the league. Um, you know, the money allocated to a, a select handful of, of players, like, but they've made it work. And, and right now I think we're like bumping up against the edges of that where, um, you know, the heat just, they, it's the same roster as last year, but right now minus PJ Tucker and Victor Oladipo. And we, you know, we knew that that was going to be, Mostly the case, but we thought that the rotation was going to get a Haywood Highsmith or yeah. a Yurt was going to become like right. like a, a legitimate like eighth or ninth man. And that has not happened yet. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Like, for example, you know, Tyler Hero missed the last game. They usually use a nine-man rotation, sometimes ten-man rotation. They went with eight guys. Haywood yeah. Highsmith didn't play. Like, that shows you how much confidence Spolstra has in the back end of the of – the, roster right now um where he's going with eight guys he also did it when jimmy was out those two games he pretty much played eight guys um so yeah their, their depth isn't as good as it was last year 
Some of that is because Oladipo and Yurt haven't played so far this season. I think they're, those are two guys who would probably be in the rotation in this situation, especially when, when guys are out. Um, and it's just they've taken a step back on both ends of the court. Like, Jimmy Butler has still played very well, but regular season Jimmy and playoff Jimmy are very two very different players, right? Like, playoff Jimmy is going to carry you to wins in the postseason. Jimmy's going to do that handful of times in the regular season, but for the most part, he's not going to... He's not the guy who's going to score 35 and get 12 assists in a game. Right. That's he does it in the playoffs. Isn't. It's not yeah. what he does in the regular season. Yeah. And Bam Adebayo hasn't played bad, but he hasn't been averaging the 15 to 18 shots a game that he said he was, right, where he's, like, more assertive and taking his big leap. He's been pretty much the same guy, I feel like, as last year. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, the same group, but the, the new mix, new rotation. Um, the threes aren't going in, which is – we have to mention that, right? Make or miss league. Threes aren't going in. It's a big, that's a big part of Heat's formula. And the defense just isn't as not even close to as good as it was last season, at least early on. And these are the results you get. They've lost a bunch of close games, so you could say, you know, the record could be better if they would have won a few of those. But they've also won a few close games. Yeah. Tell Heroes travel at the end that wasn't called. That so it evens out. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a game where you come out of it and you're like, this is the great. Heat team we've been waiting. Yeah, I think just the Portland game maybe the Portland game in over there where they yeah, won like the double digits. That was right. the best game of the year. I, would I mean, say. yeah, the Toronto in Week One was close, but then they blew. Like even when these these games where they for the most part looked like the Heat team we thought they could do, like they have these bad stretches, and that's a testament to the depth, right? That you can't play the Heat other than like you said that Portland game. They've not played like a forty-five minute game all year. They have these moments, um, and some have gone better than others, and, and the difference really has been, or do those moments come in the fourth, or do they come in the second at this point, right? right? Like So it's uh, a lot of that is the depth. A lot of that is, um, you know, not, I, I think, you know, the Heat, uh, in the NBA, I know we're, like, kind of past the, like, big three era. You need at least, like, two stars and obviously Bam is, you know, we've talked about it a million times, the unique star. Yeah. Um, and, like, it kind of sometimes just feels like the Heat, well, a lot, sometimes it feels like they don't have any stars when Jimmy Butler, you know, because Jimmy Butler is a unique star, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they played such, like, a specific brand of basketball when it goes well that, you know, sometimes it feels like they got no stars out there. And, you know, on, on a lot of nights in the regular season, again, playoff time, I trust Jimmy over – all but like six or seven or eight guys in the league, but going on like a night to night basis now, it very rarely feels like the Heat have the best guy on the floor or you know the best and the third best. Like they're they're the, the their top level players are like you said not the issue because I think the the depth is a little bit more, yeah. um, and just the whole puzzle is just like not quite working. But stars can erase other problems on the roster. And right now, I, I don't think their top guys are doing that. Yeah. And they have the Heat have two winnable games coming up, two against Charlotte, which Charlotte is struggling big time, especially without yeah. uh, LaMelo. Um, so they could easily be in a few days, six and seven. But after that, so it's a very difficult stretch that if the Heat don't play better basketball, like this could get pretty bad, honestly. Like I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to get better. I don't know if they're going to all of a sudden start hitting their threes and playing top ten defense again. But a road trip with Toronto, Washington's like 
sorry, David, Washington's not great, but Washington, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then another four-game road trip, Atlanta, two games against Boston and Memphis. Those are tough games. Yeah. Um, if they play like they're playing right now, they're not going to win a lot of those games. So, yeah, like they got to, you know, there has to be a sense of urgency there. I know it's early in the year, but you can't let this get away from you, especially with how good the East looks. Right. Um, I mean, that's the other, when we talk about what's different this year, part of it is the East is better, right? Like yeah. they're, they're playing tougher competition on a, on a nightly basis. Yeah. But, um, you know, they lose to the Bulls. You lose to Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. You lose to Oh, yeah. I guess that's Indiana. the thing. They've lost, they've lost some, some bad West teams. They lost to Portland, obviously. Like, yeah. But I mean, Portland's been good this yeah, year. Yeah. They've been good. Portland's that's true. Fine. I shouldn't say bad, but. Portland's been fine, but you lose to Indiana and set in Sacramento and Chicago. Like, those are three teams they should beat. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it hasn't been a good start. There's still time for them to turn it around. But early on, like my the most concerning thing to me is I can't point to one thing. I'm like, they can build around this. Right. Like they just haven't been. I, I still think their identity is defense, but they have to be a lot better on defense than they have for these first 11 games for that to be the case. So we've done the analysis part uh, and jumping off what you said uh, just just before we went to break here uh, about nothing, this team not nothing to build on. Are there? I asked you if the Heat are going to make changes to anything at some point. Uh, would you, Coach Anthony Chang, make changes? What what do, what do you see as potentially? I don't want to make you uh yeah make lineup decisions and rotation decisions, <laughs> but like what what do you are, are there? What are you seeing that? I know you said there's nothing to build on. Uh, kind of, but I don't like, mean like it, nothing. To build I know, up, I know what you mean, nothing, but like, yeah, there's no, yeah. no, no identity. The team doesn't yeah. really have an identity. As of now, maybe yes. that's the best way to put it. They don't have an identity. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what would you, how, what would you make this team's identity? How would you, what, what does this team need to do? Um, do they, I don't know, like, obviously we're going to eventually talk about lineup changes, rotation changes. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's this identity that this team should be striving for? I still think it's defense. I still think they've got to be a top 10. I don't know if they can be top 5 in defense this year. I don't know if they'll be reach that level. But I th- think they have the potential to be a top 10 defensive team. And I think that's the pathway to success for them. At least the sustainable sustainable success. Because I don't think this team can be a top 10 offense. Like, or, like it's just hard. Like, they have a, a ceiling there that we've seen in the past where it's just... It would take a huge leap from a couple guys for them to get there. So I think top 10 offense... Top fifth, top ten defense, top fifteen offense, and they'll be probably a top four seed in the East, just like we expect them to. Um, but again, they just haven't been there on either side of the court yet. Um, but if I'm if I'm trying to be Eric Spolstra, like I still, and I'm sure he's doing this, and they're always going to preach defense. Like defense is their pathway to success. They have Bam and Jimmy are two All NBA defensive guys. Yes, they're yeah. playing more lineups with maybe defenders that aren't as good, right? You're playing more lineups with, like, Tyler Hero and Duncan out there together, or even Tyler Hero, Duncan, and Max Struess, which Max Struess is a pretty good defender. Yeah. I don't want to put him in that class, but still, like, he's not Jimmy and Bam, right? So they're playing more lineups with shooters where you would hope that, you know, the trade-off would be better offense right. in those cases, but it hasn't been the case yet. So, um, but yeah, simple answer. I think defense has to be the way for this roster. And you still see this as a... You know, we know Jimmy and we know Bam are great defensively. Yeah. Kyle Lowry has a reputation, but he's getting older. Yeah. Um, 
Caleb is a good defender, I think. Caleb's a good defender. Yeah. You, you think they have the personnel to still make that work? What, what, think, what, what are you seeing going wrong, then? Well, uh, right now, it doesn't seem like they trust their man-to-man defense, which is concerning. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've used zone in the past for the past three years, more than pretty much every team in the league. Right. But they've never used it this much this early. Right? We usually see it like when Jimmy is out or Jimmy and Bam are out together and they're missing the two top, you know, individual defenders um, or, you know, they, they're they on a back-to-back and they're trying to, con- you know, um, preserve guys on a second half of back-to-back. But this early, it, it just seems like it's not a great sign, even though it's working. Like, the zone has been effective, but yeah. it, it doesn't show much trust in the man-to-man defense. Um, so that's, that's concerning, but... Yeah, I think some of it is communication. Like, you talk to the guys, and they're like, the communication's off. Um, I think PJ's voice plays a big part in that, right? Like, he was a guy who got things organized back there. Um, teams are run, like, their half-court defense hasn't been great. I'm not saying it's been good. Like, it's still been bottom half of the league. But yeah. teams are really running on the heat this year. Like, you could tell the scouting report is run. Um, I think the percentage of, like, possession, defensive possessions where they're playing in transition – he had the second highest percentage. Yeah. Um, and that's not because they're committing a ton of turnovers. Right. It's because teams, teams are, are like, literally off misses. They're going. Yeah. Like that's a scouting report. Like that's clearly the scouting report against this team. Like try to avoid them in the half court run, get out there, you know, try to, you know, try, try to speed things up. Um, and it's been working for teams. So I think there's a combination of things that are going to run defensively, but I would point to issues in transition and then communication breakdowns. Um, where guys are not making the right rotation or in, are in the wrong spots. Yeah, and that's that latter one. I know they're playing different lineups than they were a year ago. Yeah. But you would really hope that's not the case for a team that yeah, no, their big selling points was continuity. Uh, I, think tra- of, I think that's one of the biggest surprises. And yeah, you, know, you, you talk to players and and Spo even, and they're like, things are different this year. It's not the same. Like, I wish you guys would keep stop comparing us to last year. But still, like when you bring a roster back with 13 of the same guys, you would think. That's not like there. That's going to be an advantage for them, right? But it hasn't been like it's. They're so, they're still trying to get used to different different lineups, different combinations where you know they're in different roles, and that's kind of been the storyline um, this year as far as like you ask guys, what's the reason for the struggles? They point to that new guys, new situations, new roles, even though the team is pretty much the same. Yeah, uh, the transition thing is interesting. Um, I would that that so if you're talk if you're like we said, there's not an identity they have, one strength they can have. If there's one weakness I can point at and be like, that's not going to keep up all year. That's kind of the yeah. one I do, right? That feels like such a fixable thing, right? I mean, it's not like – I mean, I know this team's a little older, right? So teams are right. going to try to run on them. Like, you know, if Kyle Lowry is your last man back, like, you know, he's. I would – I'm not. I haven't put every starting NBA point guard in a foot race, but I guess he'd be closer, much closer to 30th than to 1st. Um, so, you know, they're going to get burned sometimes if he's kind of your free safety a little bit in that, but it feels like such a like fixable thing to me. Like, yeah, it's just, you, when you were, you focus on it, you, you remember to get back a little bit better. Like, like you said, and, and the numbers, I, I know you tweeted it out. They've, they've been good actually in transition yeah. defense. They're just giving up a lot of transition opportunities. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that, like the, 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 the efficiency at which those offenses are operating in transition against the Heat 
isn't great. So the Heat, so they get, like, they get, they're getting back. They're, um, yeah, yeah they're the getting to the middle, right? Yeah. Like you're, they're, they're defending it the way you're supposed to defend it. It's just that teams are running on them like. 18% of the possessions have been in transition, which is a high number when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, second, second highest in the league, but yeah, it's it's more the volume of, and and some of that is because Heat are making a lot of shots, right? Right. So it's well, that's true too. To that's a that. good point. Like maybe just by making a few more shots a game, that <laughs> right. helps that department. But yeah, it's hard to run off a make if you make five more shots a game, then that number drops from 18% to like 14%. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden they're not they're about the other end of that list so yeah I, I, there are ways to correct it and I, i'm not saying again i'm not panicking about this team but i'm more concerned than i was a few weeks ago just because again like there hasn't been really many encouraging things to choose like to to take away from these first two weeks like right i i, I if i was trying to be an optimist like I, I don't know what i would point to again they force turnovers and they, and that's one of their that's one of their keys for them, right? They've done the last few years. They've been some among the best in the league at, at forcing turnovers and being disruptive on the defensive end. So that's good. That's carried over. But other than that, there just hasn't been too much. Yeah, I think um, I think the the only optimist case you can kind of make is this team was really good last year. It looked yeah. very similar to the team it was last last year. So. Um, you know, you, we're we're banking it all on the preseason expectations. It kind of reminds me. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've been asked a lot just by non non Miami people, um, like uh, what like kind of what's wrong with Mar- Miami football? Like, there is this Mario Cristobal is he just not it? And the the answer I keep giving people there is like, you know, he's, he might still be the answer, but there's not a whole lot of positive to take away from this year, right? It's like we're basically just kind of took the year off, and I feel the same way about the Heat, like. People are asking me what's wrong with the Heat. Um, like, are, are they just not good this year? I'll be like, you know, they, they, there's probably still a decent chance they wind up being pretty good. But right. um, there's nothing from, that we've seen so right far now that tells that you that, they, that yeah. it's like we're kind of basing it all on track records, right? It's yeah, just, we're basing it's, it's all the same thing Mario season. Cristobal keeps saying. Yeah. is like, these coaches are good. They didn't forget how to coach. Um, feel the same right. way about the Heat. I, these players are good. They didn't forget how to play. It's like if the, if they would have started like this last season, we would have all been like, this team just doesn't fit together. It doesn't right, work. Right, exactly. But the it was fact so that new, we have, yeah. yeah, the fact that we have last season to base it off of. With they like were Colorado one shot State, away from going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's the crazy thing, and that's <clears throat> all off season when you know fans and others are like complaining about the roster and it, it took a step back. I'm like, they're one shot away from the finals. Yeah, yeah. They pretty much have the same core. And you know, they're maybe well, I guess they probably might have still been if. Because they missed Milwaukee, but like I was saying, so you know maybe they're the third. You know, going in last year, I think you could safely say they were the third best team in the East last year. I don't think anyone would have been too no. angry at you for saying that. No, um, and, and, but that's still pretty good. That is good, and that for gives a team you a, that doesn't have a lot of moves to make. Right, and that gives you a shot, right? That gives you a shot at making the finals, as we saw last year. If you're a top three team in the East, you're an injury away or a couple shots away from making it. But it's just this year has been totally different. And again, there's time, but um, there are some red flags that we've seen in the first few weeks. Yeah. Um. All right. Any 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 last heat thoughts before I know you wanted to talk some football before we finished? No, I think we I think we've uh, covered what we needed to with the heat. I mean, I think it's funny that last week we were saying I know. the Warriors win save things, and I and and we and did. Well, if they had lost like, that game, I mean, they'd be. 
in like dire, you know, every every win matters when you're in game 11 and you haven't won very many of them. Yeah. Are like are you are you worried about Golden State? Cuz Golden State is going through similar issues as Yeah, I should say I mean I haven't watched them a ton, so I don't want to like I you know, I watched them play the Heat. That's pretty much it. I didn't even see the West Coast game um, cuz I was I think at a the wedding that night. Um, so you know, it, but I, I, you're right. It's the same story, right? It's like I, I was literally about to say, no, I'm not worried because they have Steph Curry. Yeah. And like it was, I'm kind of saying the same thing about the Heat. I'm not worried because they have Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I think the one thing with the Heat that we should say that's different with between them and a team like well, Golden State is maybe not the best example, but they did have that like the the COVID year, not the not the bubble year, the COVID year was weird mm-hmm. for the Heat. Like yeah. You know, they've obviously made the East Finals in two of the last three seasons, made the finals once, was one shot away another time. Um, but that other season, like, also in one of the last two seasons, they got swept out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, like, this team is a lot different than that one at this point, and obviously it matters. What you did for me lately matters much more than what you did for me uh, 18 months ago. But, like, this team is not... The, the Jimmy Butler era has not been a hundred percent sunshine and rainbows. Like there, there, there've been some tough moments there. Um, and, but at the same time, I, I still feel like this team is going to be mostly fine. I mean, obviously they, they don't seem like they're what we thought they were, you know, what the, the high end of the expectations have to be, I think temper a little bit until they potentially make a move. But I still think they're mostly going to be fine. Do you, do you kind of like an updated, like we're, we're, we're only 11 games in, but like, are you, are you worried that this team could be a play-in team? Like, do you, do you have any of those kind of concerns yet? Or are you waiting until this gets a little bit uh, more dire? I'm not worried. I'm not thinking play-in yet. But my top four prediction is, you know, I, I think it's possible. It's so early. Yeah, but no, like, I, I'm yeah, not like I'm not, as I'm this not team as, could easily rip off yeah. eight straight wins, like because yeah. we know they have the capability to. We, like we said, we just haven't seen signs of it. We haven't seen it yet. So like, well, how could we really like how, expect it? Again, how can you expect it? How could you expect it? How could you project that? But again, it's all based off of last season. Well, we saw them do it last yeah. season, so they must be able to do it again. But that didn't necessarily work out. Two years ago, like you said, when they brought back a lot of the roster from the finals, the bubble team, and they, you know, they they got to the playoffs. I think as a five seed or something like that, or six seed, but it it was a struggle for them for most of the regular season. And in the playoffs, you know, we saw what happened. Yeah. Um. All right. Where where do you want to start football wise? Well, I guess UM. Right. You say okay. there's no positives, right? And and you know, you're you're a UM expert as someone who covers it very closely with Susan Miller Degnan, who the Hurricanes beat writer for the Miami Herald. Um, and you should listen to their podcast, which is released what day, David? Fridays? Uh, every Friday. Friday. Um, the only positive thing is their recruiting class, right? If they keep right. it together. So that's, that's, yeah. that's it. That's pretty much all It's kind of like how the positive thing with the Heat is people want to come to Miami. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all. But if, if that class, and I don't know, you know this more than I do, but if that class breaks up because of the struggles and all that, like then... There'll be nothing good from this season. Yeah. But so far, I guess it's it's remained intact, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I should say I don't know I don't know um Cormani McLean like at all. I think I talked to him mm-hmm. like once for like two minutes at a seven on seven thing. He plays for S- South Florida Express, which is the South Florida team. 
He's um, in Lakeland, right? I know. But there's not really like a Lakeland team, you know. So okay. he'd either go to a Tampa team, which probably would make more sense, or come down to play um, with Miami. And the things happen all over, right? So you just got to fly. Yeah, you meet the you team forever. Yeah. AAU, it's AAU. I mean, you've probably never really covered that much AAU because yeah. I know it's not as big a deal here in Miami as it is in uh, D.C. where I grew up, where it's like that's kind of king up there, even almost more so than the high school basketball. But it's it's very similar. Anyway. I covered I covered Lamar Jackson in seven and seven. There that you go. Fun. Dude, he played fire. He was a fire guy, right? He was fire. fire. He played obviously. He wasn't even the quarterback. Remember Daniel Parr? Oh, it was like Daniel Parr and him. I don't know if you remember Daniel Parr, but he uh, played at no. Dwyer. He was really good. He was like the Palm Beach player of the year. Didn't do much in college, but it was Lamar Jackson. He played safety. That was his like yeah. position in seven and seven. And then well, you can't like, run in seven. I mean, he was obviously a good thrower too. Yeah. You can't run yeah. in seven on seven as yeah, a quarterback. Um. Anyway, I think most of so I don't know him, so I don't want to speak for him. Obviously, he's the newest one of the newest guys in this class, so you would think that if he already was seeing how bad this was going and he commits, like he's going to stick around. Um, but the sense I get is that, that that class is going to mostly stay intact. I mean, never you know, you know you never know. Like one guy could decide like the last minute Alabama yeah. like, comes in or whatever. Um, but I don't see it being like a trend where like all like all of a sudden everyone is going to bail on the class. So I think the class will still be pretty good. Um, is it going to be top five? That's still up in the air. And, you know, I, I think I said it like the week before, maybe even like days before Cormani McLean committed that like, you know, they're going to sign all these kids, but I don't know how much more they're going to add. So I don't want to say that I don't know how much more they're going to add, but I don't know how much more they're going to add. I mean, they're, they're yeah. going to look at a couple of guys, but like, you know, they're going to lose out on some guys probably because of, how poorly it's going too. Um, I already know they've lost out on some guys because of how poorly it has gone. Um, yeah. But I think for the most part, the recruiting class is going to be a positive, um, no matter what. And, and that's and that's why you brought Cristobal on, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You would like it to be better than this, but of course, you don't want to be losing. Like I know he wasn't left with like a great team, but to lose Middle Tennessee State at home, to lose the FSU by 40 points at home, to lose the Duke at home by a decent amount, like. This team is better than that. I know they have injuries, but yeah, you you would want this ideally to be better this season, at least for them to be competitive in the Coastal, but it isn't. But if he's recruiting the classes he is and he stacks those classes together, there's a long there's a long term play by getting Cristobal. Yeah. Um. So you hope that it, it pans out in a few years. Yeah. So I gave him that money. Um, yeah. And that length on that contract. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Dolphins thoughts? Are you excited about the Dolphins? I feel like you're really a Dolphins guy. I feel like you're not as much of a. I feel like you're always associated more as you as a UM guy. Well, I grew up a Dolphins fan, but I'm just I've like I had grown like indifferent over my life about the Dolphins because they're always just yeah you play fantasy football and watch Red Zone instead or whatever yeah it's like and they were like tough to even watch like it's just boring boring exciting brand of basketball of football. But yeah, I grew up a Dolphins fan, but this is like, I don't even know how to react on Sundays by watching this team because I have never had so much fun watching the Dolphins play. Like, it is such a such a strange experience to see the Dolphins offense operating like they're operating right now in those uniforms. I have never seen that in my life. I never thought I would see that in my life. I mean, they, that's why they kind of why they need to go back to the throwbacks because like it's Marino esque, right? I mean, we're yeah, both, Marino, we're both like, young, a little young yeah. to really remember Marino. Yeah. Um, but like that's 
you know, there was a time when the Dolphins were the most fun offense in the NFL. And I think, you know, are they the best offense in the NFL? I probably, you know, I'd probably still take the Chiefs or, you know, the Eagles have been good. The Bills Um, teams have run a little bit better, more efficiently score better. But I think the Dolphins are certainly the most fun offense in the NFL. Unless yeah. you just like say they the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, so they're always going to be the most fun team to watch. But I mean, Tyreek Hill is like he's like on another Hill level. Hill is, you know, there's so many people who deserve credit, right, for what the offense is doing right now. McDaniel, Tua, Waddle, like there's so many guys, but Tyreek Hill is they use Tyreek Hill differently than any wide receiver I've ever seen. And maybe, you know, I didn't watch a ton of the Rams last. Like maybe if I had watched the Rams all last year, I would have felt the same way about Cooper Cup. Right. But like the way the Dolphins use Tyreek Hill, where obviously they're throwing deep balls to him, but it's also like he, he's almost like a running back just with the volume of touches he gets where it's and it's not end arounds and those little pop passes or just flats. But he is just always the number one target and he's always open. So he gets touches like he's a running back. Yeah. And he's just so good, though. Like he's better than I even thought. Like I think there was always this question of like. How much of it was Mahomes? Right. right? How like, much of it is he just padding his stats by running go routes and catching yeah. bombs from Mahomes? But that's but he, not what he he's, is. He's, he catches balls over the middle, obviously. Like, catches intermediate routes. He does, obviously, the deep ball. Honestly, the durable. guy who kind of catches more of the deep balls is Waddle. Like, they Waddle, the, yeah. almost use, like, he'll, Tyreek only has three touchdowns because he's not breaking, like, 60-yard touchdowns. Right, um, right. He's the guy who's Waddle stretching it, and he's getting into those gaps, and no one can stay around him. Yeah, as long as those guys, I think the fear for all Dolphin fans right now is like just one of those guys getting hurt because we've seen like how fragile it is. Even with Tua, right? Tua misses three games, and they lose all three. Like you need all three of those guys for this to work the way it's working, and I think that's the fear because it's you know the NFL is obviously such a fragile sport where there's a lot of parity and a lot of injuries, and that could kind of decide. The outcome of seasons so as long as they're healthy i mean yeah it's gonna be a fun season it already is a fun season and um funnest dolphin season of my lifetime i could say that Pretty not a lot of competition but yes, <laughs> yeah i would i would say so um yeah. all right i think we can finish things up there unless you got any uh anything else you want to get to no that's all all right good cool all right uh, you can follow me <laughs> on twitter at anthony underscore chang uh You'll be out at FTX Arena on Thursday night for Heat uh, Hornets, assuming it Maybe. happens. <laughs> yeah, Again, right. I don't want it'll be old news if it doesn't I know, happen. I know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, keep following Anthony. He's got analysis <laughs> of every game. Uh, five takeaways, uh, I think, very well sum up everything that is going wrong for this team so far this year. Um, and of course, we are here every Thursday on the Heat Check podcast on the Herald Sports Feed. You can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, yeah, some Miami football stuff. I know you guys don't want to. I mean, I can tell you guys do not want to read about Miami football for the most part these days. Just keep writing about recruiting. That's it. Yeah, some recruiting. I, I try to come with at least a recruiting story or two every week. Um, and uh, Panthers, of course, they were on the road for a long time, so back on at home, I think for six of their next seven. So. Um, you know, they're, they're having a better start, I think, than the Heat, but kind of similar where it's like, uh, it doesn't quite feel the same as it did last year. Um, so they're two, I know it's not the most fun starts to the year for the Heat and Panthers, but I think they're interesting stories yeah. to watch and, and see how two teams that kind of 
like cruised through last season or, you know, it's never going to be easy all the time. And I think both teams are learning how to deal with those struggles right now. So um, thanks as always for listening. um, And we will talk to you guys next week.